Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon and welcome to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host that's sliding in at the last minute. This is all the fun with the, our digital world that we're living in today. Uh, I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. And uh, Monday nights, we get together and we talk about financial situations that people have or financial questions or, or just general uh, conversation over something that they've heard and they don't quite understand, or maybe there's some confusion over it. Uh, but what we really do is we just help each person understand whatever it is that that is their stuff and by that I mean whatever your specific financial situation is is unique to you regardless of how you look at it or regardless of what other people tell you your situation just like your life is uh, unique to you and what you want and what you like is different from your neighbor or your cousin or even an identical twin Uh, what you'll have is something that is specific to you if you're doing a financial plan for example Um, maybe you have the same job as somebody else maybe you have the same number of children maybe you live in the same neighborhood but you might have a different idea of what retirement looks like or you might have a different idea of what you want to do in your spare time or maybe you have an idea of, of what it looks like for you to with your children some people I've talked to are um very clear that they want to leave their kids a lot wealthier than they found them and a lot wealthier than they were. Uh, Others are very clear that they're not saving anything for the children and uh, they're going to, their help for the kids is to help them be financially responsible. So both answers are right. I think I, I say that almost every night um, is all your answers are right because they're unique for you. So tonight um, that'll be another Avenue that we explore Uh, in finance that relates specifically to women. So uh, normally what I talk about, I'm going to take a little bit of a a different turn tonight. And it, uh, it came to me from a, from a friend, this particular conversation. So I'll share with you that in just a minute. Uh, I want to share with you a little bit about what we do here at the Inspired Choices Network. Um, Besides my awesome producer, Kim, uh, helping me to slide in when I have technical problems and and keeping us moving nice and smoothly. Uh, They're pretty awesome at that. Uh, Thankfully, it doesn't happen a whole heck of a lot, but you know, that's the world we live in. Some days we we score and some days we're just a little bit behind the eight ball. Uh, But uh, what we do at the Inspired Choices Network is actually that. We support each other. And by that, I don't mean just all of us that work here at the Inspired Choices Network or or those of us that are hosts here at the Inspired Choices Network. But uh, as a group, we help support each other in our community and and our country and the world that we live in. And that's really what I hope people get out of the network, that you're listening and thinking, uh, you know, I need a little bit of help on something. maybe it's financial and you know what financially speaking is the show that you're going to listen to because you need a little bit of support financially Uh, whether it's just to hear that uh, your stuff is capable of being understood by you or whether you just need to hear that uh, you need to to look at money in the right way to help you understand it 
or maybe you need a little support with family or, or maybe a little support about kids, uh, an issue that you're having with the children, or maybe you need a little bit of help with the pets or, or motivation, or maybe you've changed jobs or, or lost your job and you need somebody to help you figure out what it is that you want to do um, and how to figure out what you're good at. And maybe just some days you might just need a little inspiration. And that's all the things that we do here. Now, tonight's show is a little bit different because I'm going to talk specifically to the women that are listening and to the women that you know, if you're listening and you're a man, this is for the women. Um, but having said that, the network isn't just about women. It's not just about men. It's about us as a, as a human race and how we support each other and how what we do helps each other. Because I do, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, I do truly believe that uh, for me, it all comes back to finances. Obviously, I spend my whole day in finance. I'm a licensed advisor. I have a finance business. We do bookkeeping. We do incorporations. So all my days are spent talking about um, investments and money and all that kind of uh, fun stuff, uh, which is which is great. And you know, for me, it's a lot of fun and, and it's more important that I understand numbers of everybody else. But what's important is that you understand it for yourself. And that's my part where it comes back to finance. And, and what I want to talk tonight about is women. And I'm and I and Christine MacGyver, she told me I could say this on the air. So I'm going to share with you about why women get called the B word. Why are we a bitch? Why is that the word that people use when you have someone who's who's female and they are either assertive or they're strong willed or they're aggressive or ambitious or if there's something about them that you just generally don't like? How does that label come to be? Where did it come from and why are we calling each other names? And by that, uh, and, and really, I say it's for the women, but the reality is it's for all of us. It's for children. I mean, if we can start teaching kids about finance at a young age, how much better off are they going to be, which makes our community better off, which makes our families and our, our friends and our world better off. Like, I really do believe it comes down to that. And I really think that step by step, day by day, that compound effect. And, and if you want to read a really great book, it's The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. And he talks about it so beautifully and so easily how the compound effect is just the little things you don't notice every day, day after day. And then it's like gaining weight. You didn't notice next tomorrow that you were heavier or the next day. It doesn't happen that way, but two years from now, you can't understand how you gain so much weight. That's what it is. And vice versa. It's the compound effect of when you start exercising and losing weight, same exact thing. So the compound effect is, is in a nutshell, is that day by day, small, change little by little that you don't notice but does have an, a big impact over the long term and by that I want to talk about what we say to each other and the language we use and I think it's important it might seem kind of strange why are you doing that on a financial show um, two two reasons one I think it relates to finance because what we say to each other and what we believe what we say to ourselves and is what we believe. And a lot of women do not believe they can understand finance. I get that all the time. They they leave it up to their spouses. 
they, they don't want to feel stupid asking questions if they have an advisor. If they don't have an advisor, they're afraid to go see one because they don't really want to look dumb by themselves if they're single, divorced, whatever the case. Uh, so what we tell ourselves is important. What we, what we have other people say to us is important. Now, it's really easy for us to say to kids, you know, when we were little, sticks and stones can break my bones, but names will never hurt me. The reality of it is we're finding, and I think everyone can attest to this, that the mental impact that's, is what's, the mental impact that we have by what we say and what other people say can have an impact on us and it can be detrimental. It can also be fantastic. I've seen people where uh, they're praising all the time to their kids and they, the kids, whether it's deserved or not, think they can uh, do no wrong and they have exceptional confidence, but they haven't really done anything to justify it except be told repeatedly how wonderful they are. And then you have other wonderful kids who are told repeatedly how terrible they are. And that has a massive effect on them, their confidence and their ability to uh, reach their potential, even think about what that potential would be or looks like. So that's what I want to talk about tonight, because if we tell each other that we can't do something, then we're right. And if we tell each other we can do something, then we're right. But why is it specifically when we got, I got talking about this with someone else, um, which was actually asked of me. And I think because I come from, for those of you that are just joining us for the first time, you might not know a lot about me, but I do have, I have spent, and I do come from industries that have been traditionally male dominated, uh, automotive, land development, finance, not traditionally female roles. And I'm okay with that. And I know a lot of people that are females that are okay with that, that are in the same position. Um, and a lot of men are okay with that. But I do know uh, an awful lot of years ago now, uh, it was pretty uncommon. And I can specifically remember a meeting, there were 17 men and me. And it was not that common to have women in that particular role. So I thought, to me, I didn't, I didn't think really much about it. And I thought, that's just normal. That's just what I've done. That's who I am. And then when I was talking to someone else about this, and, and she mentioned that, you know, a lot of people would, and I have been called a bitch, <laughs> whether I deserved it or not, I don't really know. But uh, it's certainly something that comes up. Uh, and it's certainly something that gets said. And I, I thought, you know what, you're right. And maybe we should talk about that. And what better place than on the Inspired Choices Network. And hopefully, uh, you'll see tonight, we'll have a bit of a conversation about it. If we can maybe help understand where that came from. And if we can help understand why we go to that particular word to describe a female. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard anybody describe a man that way, but uh, I'm sure if there is you guys out there, if there's a story, I would love to hear it. So please share it either in our chat room or later on our, our podcasts uh, when they're posted. Uh, that would be pretty cool to hear any of your stories. Um, but I just, I thought, you know what, let's talk about uh, where this comes from. Let's talk about why why we call people names, specifically this particular name, but why we do it in general. And I thought, you know what, if we can maybe help each other and understand this and and learn a little bit more about what matters there, then hey, 
the compound effect might just work. And little by little, one day at a time, a small piece at a time, we help each other. And wouldn't that be great, especially when we look at the world right now that we're living in and we're under lockdowns and social isolation and mental illness and depression and anxiety is probably at a, the peak that it's ever been at before, that's never been at before. And we have all these people, men and women, but we have a lot of people out there that are in need of a lot of our assistance. And by that, I don't mean necessarily financial, but absolutely financial too. There's a lot of businesses out there suffering and there's a lot of people there that are, are very fearful about their jobs. And I know a lot of business people that are very stressed about their businesses because uh, I know some that have been in business a very long time and they are completely shut down and terrified. There are uh, employees that are scared they're not going to get called back or lose their job. And here we are in a, in a super special kind of world because it's not one that most of us have seen before and hopefully we won't see it again at least not for a very long time uh but now's the time for us to start to think about you know maybe what we're doing and how we're doing it and how we're interacting with each other whether it's through zoom whether it's through some other means uh whether it's through a text whether it's through a phone call uh maybe we should start to think about what we say kind of matters and maybe we should be a little bit more aware of what we say and, and maybe we should just focus a little bit on why do we say sometimes the things that we say. And I know for me, when I look at it from a financial point of view, I think, gosh, you know, there's a lot of wonderfully smart and talented women that I know that don't have the confidence to, to talk about financial issues really. Um, or they're afraid to ask a question or uh, they don't, whether they're with their husband or whether they're with somebody, a partner or a single, it doesn't matter. Um, a lot of the time I think, gosh, you know, you're, you're, you're definitely smart enough to understand all this, but their confidence isn't there. And I just wonder how come that is like, what, what has happened? What do we say to people and what do we say about the people who are helping women understand finances? Like I said, there's a lot of great people in the financial industry. For sure, it's like any industry. There's a lot of great people in the profession. And there's some ones that aren't so great. But is there enough of the not so greats that have uh, tainted the ones that are great? So I look at and I think, you know, why are we calling people names in general? But why specifically are we targeting one particular term for women? So let's talk about that tonight and how it relates to finance, but also how it relates to our lives in general, because obviously to me, the two go together. Uh, we're gonna take our first break of the night, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network, and we will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific 
on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. And tonight we're talking about women and positions of power or being aggressive or how we label them or how we talk about them. But let's talk about some first some ideas on uh, what exactly happens out there in the world. So when we talk about women bosses, the, the three main adjectives that they get are bitchy, emotional, or bossy. They are the three uh, main adjectives that when they did a survey of a, th a thousand female and 500 male business owners, this is what they found half the respondents had heard female bosses referred to. And compare that, there was only one in eight men that were seen as bossy. Almost 40% of the women in business were seen as bossy. So women business owners, they perceive themselves differently too. So women, we look at ourselves differently. Over 60% of the women responded and they said they would describe themselves as being supportive and fair. That's how they describe themselves. Men, on the other hand, are more likely to choose qualities like risk-taking. 36% of them said that. Uh, they describe themselves as ruthless. 26% of them describe them that way. So perceptions of men and women, they differ for sure, but they differ from, from themselves. So even male to female uh, business owners, let alone those of us on the outside looking at them. But their priorities are the same. So two thirds of both men and women in the poll said their top three job priorities are job satisfaction, work-life balance, and profit. So those are what the business owners, both men and women, that's what two thirds of them all they agreed on. They also share the same goals, 62% said they have had ambitious goals for their business. And 68% of women and 70% of men were confident about the future of their companies. So isn't that interesting? They think a lot alike and they're looking at a lot of the same things, but their uh, view of themselves is different. So a business psychologist um, said that the greater emphasis on supporting others can mean women are more of an asset 
uh, to the workplace than men. It's interesting. This is from a business psychologist. The fact that women business leaders associate themselves more with positive characteristics, such as being supportive and organized, actually highlights some of the reasons why he believes we need more business female leaders. And he said, these are keys to management skills and they drive success for business and the future. So isn't that interesting that business psychologist studies women in business and says, you know, women actually have all the qualities that we talk about in business management and management skills. Now, here's interesting that the UK government has contributed two million pounds in funding towards supporting small businesses through mentor, scheme, mentor schemes and a media campaign. And it's hoping to increase the number and variety of female business owners in the public eye and provide a more representative picture of female entrepreneurs. So isn't that interesting that it starts with how we look at ourselves and how we view ourselves. Now, let's just talk about where did this even come from? So why, why that word? Why, why do we refer to women in one way over a man? So let me just tell you, this didn't happen last week, last night, last year. This has been going on for years and years and years. So what happened was, um, I'm just going to pull up, I have my, uh, sometimes I have a little piece of information I want to remember because they're either stats or history or whatever. So where did it come from? It started, if you can believe it, after women were given the vote in 1920. So I just want to pull it up so I have the right stats for you. So the word bitch surged after after women's suffrage rally. And from 1915 to 1930, the word took off and it was popular in usage. And it was meant to be a go-to insult for women. And when asked about this, the House floor speaker at the time, he said, because in 1920, this body, meaning the House, the government, gave women the right to vote. And that was just a little too much power for too many men across the country. Now, when we think about it, instantly you can, you can get uh, a little excited and you can be uh, offended, or you can say, isn't that interesting? Because when we start to think about how something is interesting, we start to look at it a little bit differently. So I think when, when I hear that, I think, well, well, isn't that interesting? Because at the time, if you think about the 1920s and women just get the right to vote and like any election, it was not 100%, no election, even the United States, I know you all just went through an election there and you had huge numbers and huge turnout and lots of excitement and controversy, but it wasn't 100%, one person, one way. So one person obviously gets more votes and there was a lot of people that voted, but the percentage of, of, of who won wasn't a huge landslide over the person who lost. It was very close. Like we're talking low 50s 
over low or high 90s to a loss. So in cases like that, we have to think, well, it's interesting because the people who didn't vote for the person who won, and in this case for women who got the right to vote, the people who didn't vote for that um, are the ones who didn't agree with it. They either didn't understand it, they were fearful, uh, they were misunderstood by what was going to happen. Whatever the case is, that's what it was. That's how they felt. That's what they understood. And I, I think that like anything else, and I'm not to simplify anything overly, but communication is a huge, huge, huge piece of the puzzle. And I think it's, it's, it's funny because getting ready for this, on, even on the weekend, I watched a movie with my husband and uh, it, we watched it and it was, it was quite the twist at the end, quite honestly. Um, we weren't expecting the ending where, you know, there was some, like any movie, there's a lot of, there's moments of drama and so forth. But the one part, we both said it afterwards and we said, you know, that part wouldn't have happened. Somebody said something to someone and then the other person acted on not knowing what the other person knew and it's typical in a movie, right? But if, if anyone had just went to the other person and said, I heard you did this, or I heard you said this, or is this true? Why is it true? Why would you do that? Then I know, and I, of course, we had this conversation. I was like, I know the movie would have been over in 10 minutes, but uh, in real life, if somebody hears something, and this is so, so common. So somebody hears that somebody said something about them or feels a certain way about them or did something based on what they thought somebody else was like, instead of going right to the person in their face or calling them and saying, hey, I heard or I understood that you like this or didn't like that or you did this or acted this way, why would you do that? Instead of having a conversation like that, because most people, and this is men and women and children and adults, uh, it's, it's hard to have a difficult conversation. But uh, I think that if we did have a difficult conversation, then sometimes we would save lives, quite literally. So somebody who's having uh, mental health issues, if they could come to somebody instead of stewing about them or being anxious about that or contemplating suicide because they thought some somebody would be better off without them, uh, I think that there's a lot of opportunity for us to help each other as people. And, and I know I always tie it into finance, but the reality of it is if things are better for people mentally, they're better for them financially too. And if they're better for individuals financially, then they're, in, they're better for the community as a whole because there's less assistance required. And if that's the case in the community, then doesn't that affect your, your, your province or your state, which overall affects your country? So to me, I think they all work together. And because of that, I think it's important that we, we address where it came from. So it's, it's hard to change, I think, uh, the future if we don't know how we got here. So we got here because we gave women the right to vote. That's how it started. That's where the word came from. I know it, it describes a dog in a lot of, still in a lot of uh, parts of the world, but the, the reality of it is it came from the 20s when women were given the right to vote. And I believe it's out of fear. So when we know that, then we can look at it and say, uh, what do we what do we do about that now that we understand it? Now, there is some uh, uptick, or if you will, 
that gradually um, it gained, you know, gained a lot of traction in the 90s or late 90s, sorry, <laughs> the 20s and 30s. I haven't got to the 90s yet. Stay tuned. Uh, 40s and 50s um, and 60s, women became seen as uh, conniving and malicious and, and just plain bad because they were not only were they voting, but uh, they were changing their role in society. So that that scares people. And, and fear can be very compelling for people to behave in ways that otherwise wouldn't be very, very kind. So scholars studied this and they said they're not really sure if this trend is directly tied to the suffrage, but several noted that the backlash made sense and it spoke to an overwhelming disconnect with the women and their power. So that's kind of an interesting uh, perspective, I think. Now, <laughs> what do we do about it? So, you know, it comes up and we start to describe women that way as an intent to be to be unkind and hurtful in our language. But then now we roll forward and we're in the 2020s. So what does that mean? We had now the United States has historically had, just made history, obviously, with the, new, the first uh, vice president. That's a woman. Um, but again, these are things that are historical news for sure they are. But when we talk about the vice president, we say the, the female vice president, the first woman vice president, instead of just the vice president. And I hope, and I, I suspect that I know she just got elected and I know it's all new and, and all this is coming, starting to come together. Uh, I hope that her whole time in office is referred to her as the vice president, not the first female vice president. Uh, because I, I think if we start to refer to her as the vice president, people start to understand that that is ex extremely doable for women. And more women are capable of that. And young girls that are thinking, hey, I want to be president or vice president when I grow up can think, why can't I? Because there is a vice president who's a woman, not a woman vice president. There's a vice president. She's a woman. And there's a president. He's a man. So anyone can grow up and be the vice president or the president if that's something that they want to do. And I believe that. And same here in Canada. If you want to grow up and be the prime minister, uh, why wouldn't you? Absolutely. Why, why would we limit someone's dreams? Just because of their gender. So that's part of why I think it's important what we talk to each other about. Um, we are going to take our second break. And then when we come back, I want to talk about how being assertive does not equal being a bitch. Because that seems to be where we get caught with women. So you are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And we're going to take a short break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about women and how our language matters. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. 
Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator, Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspireChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at BookKeepPlus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And before we went to break, I mentioned uh, we're going to talk about the difference between being assertive and being a bitch because they are not equal. And uh, I think it, they get confused that way because of the gender that is being assertive. And that is just the facts of life, unfortunately. And I, it's up to us to change those facts. And that's how things happen. Little by little, I mentioned the compound effect. Uh, little by little, day by day, uh, we make small changes and these changes will have an overall impact on the long term. So if we make a conscious effort to watch our language and appreciate the, the parts of each other that are our strengths, then I think that we will get there. And I, you can look back on history and there's always stuff that's not perfect. There's stuff that's happening today that's not perfect. And we're going to, 30 years from now, Scholars are going to look back and judge how we did things wrong, I'm sure. But there's also stuff that we're doing right. And there was stuff that was being done right. And when I mentioned that, uh, you know, this all, the, the language around women started to change when they got the vote in 1920, it was still right to give them the vote. That's not, that's not the part of history we need to change. The part of history we need to change is the understanding. Or the always, I believe, the part we need to understand is the communication and how we talk to each other. So being assertive, it's kind of interesting. Um, and, you know, now that I think about it, I probably should have done this show March the 9th because that's International Women's Day. But uh, that's okay. We're going to do it tonight and then we'll, we'll remember that in, in March. And from now till March, we'll work on our language and help each other. But uh, a, lot of, in a lot of studies, when you read them, uh, the, big, the big fear that the women have that are asked is, they don't want to be perceived of being aggressive. And it's funny because when I read through the studies and that, I think we, if it's a male counterpart, it's, it's a different, different thought altogether. Men, men actually don't even think about that. They aren't even concerned about whether they're perceived that way. They just do it. They say it. And it's not even an issue to them in their mind. They don't think about it. Whereas women do think about it a lot and being assertive does not mean that you are, are anything except 
doing your job. You can be kind, you can be respectful, you can be gentle, you can be fair, you can be understanding, and all the time you can be assertive. Uh, assertiveness is basically a boundary setting where we're making a request or asking for wants or needs to be met and in saying no, regardless of who you are. So sometimes kids are the best example because you're not assertive when you're saying no to them and you're not assertive because uh, you're not giving them everything they want and think they need, but you are being kind and you are being fair. And that doesn't mean you're anything but being a fair, assertive, kind person. <laughs> so when, you, when we compare it, there's, it's kind of an interesting article. They talk about the ABCs of the office and it's aggressive, assertive, and angry, bossy, brusque, and bitch, cold, calculating, careerist. That's how women in power are described. And they're totally different for men with the same characteristics, just to give you an idea. As a, a linguist documented this almost 40 years ago. So this is not, you know, as much as I like to think, I'm not giving you anything new. This is not anything that I've created myself or discovered myself. This is all from history. So 40 years ago, this linguist did the study and this is how we talk and this is the perception we have with each other. Women faint, men pass out. She's aggressive, he's assertive. When a female boss demands you, uh, makes a demand at work, she's bossy. When a man does it, he's strong and decisive. A woman leader is bossy and a man is simply a leader. It's just like the comment I made about the vice president. It's She's the vice president. And I think as we, 40 years from now, we'll look back and have had many other vice president and presidents that are female and the prime ministers probably that are female in different parts of the world, including Canada. And you know what? I think that's what we're going to look back and it's just going to be, she's the vice president. So Marissa Myers, for those of you uh, that don't know her, she was, she's CEO of uh, Yahoo. And she was, I think the 11th employee of Google at the time. She's an engineer. So of course she's in a, a predominantly male industry to begin with. And she's CEO of a huge technology company. And she gets described as crazy and too tough. Crazy and too tough. That's what they say. But Amazon's Jeff Bezos, uh, a, a very big uh, company as well, publicly traded, similar. He is described as audacious and determined. And he's a rare leader who obsesses over finding small improvements. But a female of the same kind is a micromanager. It's kind of interesting because according to the New York Times, uh, they have a blunt and even testy side and he's colorful and provocative. It, it's amazing to me, even researching this, it's amazing because I think, wow, we still think that, we still talk that way. So for me, when I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I was in a meeting about 20, I don't know, maybe 22, 23 years ago now, and there were 17 men and me. And you you look around and until you start to consciously think about it, you think, where is all the women? And the only woman that came in was the assistant to see who wanted coffee. 
And I thought that was kind of interesting. Now, to me, I just, I thought it was normal for me to be in an industry like that. I grew up in automotive and land development. I grew up in finance. Uh, I had these conversations with my dad all the time. I had no problem. We talked about financial issues. We talked about stock market. We talked about business. I thought it was normal. And when I look at it and you get outside of your family and different, you know, families raise their family, their children differently. But when you get back and you look at it, you think, wow, what if, and I'm not saying everything was perfect for me, for sure not. But what if we started to, to tell her, talk to our kids the same way? And it wasn't that, oh, you're going to be, you're going to be a woman and you're going to be in an industry that's mostly men. So you have to try harder or do better or uh, be smarter or work longer hours or work hard, you know, do all these things because you have to prove yourself more. What if we just said, what do you want to do? And then you went and did it. And that's the occupation you wanted. How nice would that be everybody would be in jobs they loved and would be happy and we wouldn't have to focus on these things um but it's funny when we we look at these and again I, this is only 40 years ago the, the studies but there's lots of studies between now and 40 years ago that have continued on um but behind the messages are the expectations of how we expect men and women to behave so there's certain ways when we hear that the ceo of amazon is a man we're expecting a different kind of behavior from him than we are the CEO of Yahoo is a woman. So our expectations even changed. It's just not even meeting him or her, not even hearing their interview or talking to them. Our expectations are different. And that's where we, we if we can start there about what our expectations should be, then I think that's going to help us with our language and descriptions. So women are sensitive and nurturing and communal. They're mothers, not leaders. And men are the opposite. Men are the leaders. Uh, when they studied, they did a study at Rice University about the double standard of the different plays at work. And they, the researchers conducted um, an analysis of letters of recommendation for men and women uh, in the same industries for faculty jobs in the universities. And they all had equal qualifications, yet the letters of reference described the women as helpful, kind, and sympathetic. Men were described as confident and outspoken. So the women actually were less likely to get hired. So what we say matters in verbal and in written. Um, the women were seen as being pushovers and not someone to run the program. This is what the researcher found. And had they exhibited the confidence required to run a program, you can imagine what they would have been called. And it creates an impossible double standard. And that, that double standard is lead, but not too hard. So be feminine, but not too feminine. And uh, we look at Cheryl Sandberg, who's the Facebook CEO, and she said, how can we achieve equality if we discourage the very qualities that help a woman get ahead? Great question, isn't it? And I think with that, we'll take our final break of the night so we can just think about how that can sink in. How, we can, how can we achieve equality if we discourage the very qualities that help a woman get ahead? 
Let's take our final break of the night. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, and we'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at BookkeepPlus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And just before we went to the break, I left you with Sheryl Sandberg's quote and question that we can think about, which uh, I know it's not going to take just this hour here uh, on the network to solve all the problems and come up with the best solution. But if we can at least start to ask ourselves some questions and start to think about it, the same way I, I like to tell people to think about your money and think about your finances. Uh, start by something simple. Start by tracking your cash. See what comes in, see what goes out. It's the same thing of your mouth. <laughs> see what goes in, co goes comes out of your mouth and what goes in. So if you're listening to other people, what comes into your ears, and that's having an impact on you and how your brain is perceiving things and it's, it's uh, affecting your perception and all that, whatever you put in your ears and on what you're, you lay your eyes on, that helps to make up who you are and what you think, what you watch, what you read, who you communicate with, who you hang around with. I know we've all heard that you are the average of the five people you hang around with the most. Um, and then that affects what comes out of your mouth. So if you think of it like that, uh, I think this gives us something to think about. What are we going to say? How are we going to say it? Who are we going to say it to? Um, what's, what is our purpose? And sometimes why we call people these names? Is it because we're, we're jealous or we're sad or we're angry or we don't understand? What is the reason? And I think if we start to ask ourselves these questions instead of, um, how can we knock that person down and we start looking at how can we build that person up? I think that makes a significant difference in the way we treat people and the way our world will evolve. And I think now more than ever with a pandemic, the way we're in, uh, I think we could all use a little bit of kindness and a little bit of support. There's a lot of people going through a lot of stress for various different reasons. Um, there's a lot of uh, extra stress that this pandemic has brought on, that's for sure. And sometimes people say things or lash out, and it's because they're, they're scared. And I get that. I understand that. And a lot of people understand that. And, and I've probably lashed out too. 
uh, over different times of being fearful of something, it happens. And I'm grateful that the people I lashed out at understood why and were able to help. So I think it's important that we talk about that rather than what we can call these people or why women are such a, such a fear factor sometimes to other people. Um, and it, it's interesting, I have a quote, it says, what's curious about the term bitch is it takes on different power depending on who is using it. This was from Jamie Thomas, a linguistics professor, professor at Santa Monica uh, College. And I think that's absolutely true. So it's who's saying it and why you're saying it. But I do have to tell you, um, there is a lot of, there's a lot of hope out there. And I do think um, that we should focus on the hope. And I think we should focus on what's important. And I was excited to see the actual definition. If you take the word B-I-T-C-H as an acronym, what it really stands for is being in total control of herself and her money. So being in total control of herself and of course her money. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that acronym. And I think it, if we can change the definition of that word, if, if that's um, something that's still gonna be used, really it doesn't need to be used at all. But if it is, the acronym of being in total control of herself is pretty good. So I think if you're out there and you've been called that at any point in time, as I have <laughs> sometimes to my face even. So uh, now I think about it and I, and I look back and, and you can't take it personally. So I can tell you from personal, my, my personal experience with it is I can't take it personally. What, what you call me is more about how you feel, not about who I am or what I am. Uh, what other, I've heard this before and I've, I catch myself saying it to the kids or to my friends. Um, to my, my siblings, what other people think about you is none of your business. And by that, I mean, what somebody else thinks about you, you can't control. You can only control what works for you. So if you're doing the very best you can, and you're putting your talents to use, and, and if you have talents out there, and you think um, you're going to be uh, a great host on the Inspired Choices Network on a specific topic, then reach out to Christine MacGyver because there's a lot of people out there that could use help and encouragement in different topics. And I think that is one of the, the lessons that we can learn and support each other with is somebody's better at something than you are. I know there's lots of things and I know lots of people that are better at lots of things than I am. And those are the people I go to for help. And those are the people that I ask for assistance on. And I'm okay with that. I don't need to be the expert on everything. I am 100% okay with asking for help. And I know people, it took a long time. That's not something I can tell you. I just woke up one morning and there you go. <laughs> we were there. But it takes time. And it takes time to, to get used to, you know, figuring out what you're good at and honing your skills and making a, a good group of supporters surround you. And I think if we focus on that, instead of how to tear each other down, then I think that would be uh, significantly more useful. And by doing that, how does that affect your money? Well, guess what? If we're happy and comfortable with who we are and we're surrounding ourselves with people who are also like us, 
And we're focusing now on the things that really matter and we're getting our finances in shape and our family is uh, being looked after, then what's going to happen is your finances are going to be good. Your, your finances will be in good shape. You'll be planning for the future. You'll be planning for retirement. You'll be planning for trips that you want to take uh, once the lockdown's over and we're allowed. Um, you'll be planning for a new car if that's what you, you've really wanted to buy or a new motorhome or whatever your pleasure is, putting in a pool, uh, whatever. These are things that I, that I believe we're going to find once we know uh, what it is that it is about us that is important and we focus on doing the best part of us and make us the best version of ourselves, then that I think is what's going to come about. And that's the stuff that people are going to see. So hopefully we share, you know, a little bit. Um, it came up because of a conversation that I had with a friend and I, was suggested that should be a show and I said you know what you're right maybe more women need to hear that uh, what other people call you unfortunately you can't control but it doesn't really define you either so if you're doing a good job and you're out there and you are a Marissa Myers who's quite brilliant and if you are doing a great job then that's all that matters you don't have to be concerned about why people call you that. That's something that they're dealing with. That's their stuff. So that's my two cents tonight. And I know it's a bit of a different twist that we took tonight on Financially Speaking. Next week, we'll be back on to a financial topic. And I actually have a few guests coming up in the next few weeks. So I hope you join in. I'll be sharing that um, very soon. And then we'll be able to uh, plan for who's going to be here so that you'll be able to plug yourself in if you want to hear them live and ask questions. We'll have all that out on the network as well. Join us every Monday and we will talk financially speaking. We will also be uh, broadcast on over 50 platforms so you can join us there or join us at the Inspired Choices Network. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook-Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook-Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook-Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.